If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Of the Super Morning Show, Sami Odami going out to you, uh, Madam Stella Komia Odami. Happy blessed birthday to you! All right, well, time to have that amazing conversation. Get your pens and papers ready, and of course, get into the masterclass. My brother is here. Good afternoon, bro. Good afternoon. <laughs> I was feeling that vibe, man. <laughs> uh, you 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 love love songs. I know that. I, I need to one day play. Strictly your collection. I tell you. I tell you. Uh, when, when will you do that? We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I trust you've had a very good month. I have indeed. I have. Yes, I have. and uh, uh, this month has been about uh, the sales conversation, right. and I believe that uh, today we're going to have the grand finale itself. Indeed, indeed. We're, we're, we're sort of concluding the conversation today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, exactly what are we touching on? Or is it pretty much a wrap of the entire month? Okay, so essentially it's going to be two things. It's going to be a wrap up of the whole conversation that we've had this mm. month. Okay. There's also going to be an opportunity for our listeners to ask questions. So we're going to get interactive pretty early. Okay. Show. So those two things are going to happen on the show today. All right, great. So you want to make sure you get your pens and papers ready. It's time for Masterclass Ignition. Bounces back at 2.15 p.m. And remember to send me that WhatsApp message on 055-11-11997. And tell me why you should be the one to have lunch with Evans Mensa tomorrow. Good afternoon to you, our cherished listeners. It's always indeed very exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass, Masterclass comes your way, I beg your pardon, every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your superstation Joy 99.7. It is the 30th day of September today, indeed the last day of the month, and we're moving on to the month of October. Gradually, the year is coming to an end, and like we always say here on the show, 
And there's something that you started the year with a plan, COVID or no COVID, the year's coming to an end. And I said on the show here last week that whether or not you decide to get out of bed on a particular day, the day will start and the day will end. So whatever it is you're planning to do, just do it. Time and tide wait for no man. And on that note, we start today's show. We bring you today's edition of Masterclass. Today's show will be slightly different. We're concluding the conversation here on sales, so we're going to try and do this very quickly. And then we open the phone line. So we want to be able to do a recap also of all that we've talked about here on the show so that if you've been listening, you own a company, you run a company, you work in a company, and you're interested in sales or you have something to do with the sales function, you will take some of these notes and definitely help your company to also become better in terms of value for whatever resources you're pushing towards your sales agenda. I'm privileged to have with me today here in the show, finally, on this final occasion of the conversation. I'm not being joined by telephone, but I'm privileged to, to have Mauli back in the studio. Mauli, thank you for for making the time and joining us thank once again. Thank you for having me again. Indeed, indeed, yeah. indeed. I mean, it's been one exciting show after the other. Um, I have enjoyed it thoroughly, and yeah. the feedback I get from my, my listeners is also that, indeed, they've also learned a lot of things. Just yesterday, I was yeah. having a conversation with a couple of friends, and mm-hmm. they were sort of recapping what we talked about last week, which, okay. is, which, is, which is the bit about the compensation. And they were also referring to the CRM, which is, I think, about three shows ago, you know? Yeah, exactly. And people have come to understand that if you don't watch your process, you cannot expect magic out of it. Absolutely. And, and so today we're going to open the phone lines a bit earlier. Exactly. I want all of our listeners to pick up the phone, give us a call. Let's talk. Let's share ideas. Yeah. What are you doing now for your company that is working? What are you doing which is not working? What are you doing that you'd like to change? You've heard all the things we've talked about here on the show. We want your business to become better. Otherwise, then this is a fruitless exercise. Yeah. And so indeed, we're Excited to continue um, today's conversation. Molly, yeah, we talked last week about compensation exactly. and, and enablement. Today yes. I see that we're going to be talking also um, about KPIs yeah. and we continue the conversation on compensation. Well, if any question comes <laughs> if up, any question because comes I up, want to leave as much time as possible for people to ask questions. Precisely. Exactly. So what do you say we do this in very little time? Yes. I and mean, then, uh, because the whole show is going to be a recap anyway. Uh, exactly. So let's exactly. go straight to today's conversation. Yeah, so and then so we today's do conversation, yeah. we, we talked about looking at uh, the last of the sales effectiveness drivers, mm. which is what we call the controllers. Right. Uh, basically, the controllers is supposed to be used to uh, calibrate, uh, how do you call it, measurement of success and as well to to be able to find out what achievements people are making. Mm. So today, uh, what we're just going to look at the, is the sales KPIs so that if there are any questions regarding Compensation, we can take it as well. I hope that works. If I, if I will be okay. Ready. All right. So, so basically, today we we just look at KPIs right. and why it's important. The key performance indicators mm-hmm. for sales. Why it's important? Uh, well, it, it's important uh, simply because one, it helps us in coaching, in decision making, and crafting strategy. That's why these uh, key performance indicators are vital, right? So there are two broad indicators I'm going to look at, and that's what we call the lagging uh, indicators and then the leading indicators. So, of course, the lagging indicators is what many of us, many organizations will do, right? And that's got to do with uh, the sales figures at the end of the month. We sold 
X volume amount of business. We sold X cartons, uh, X amount of cash came into the company. That is, I mean, what it is. And, of course, the lagging indicators focuses on efficiency, right? Reporting historical facts, what we've been able to achieve, what happened during the the, the month of review or the quarter of review, Mm. or even on a weekly basis. And uh, examples are closing ratios. In other words, how many uh, uh, prospects did you reach out to and how many of them converted? So if you spoke to 10 people and, and you did business with one of them, your closing ratio is 1 is to 10. I mean, mm-hmm. you need to know those figures. It's important. So those are some of the things. Uh, others are average value order or average size of the deal. You know, it's, it's very important. So you may have a sales team where there are some who are doing large values and some who are doing small values. Mm-hmm. You want to understand what's happening, why mm-hmm. one salesperson is doing high and why the other person is average other values are low. Uh, it also gives you an indication as to the, the, the number of deals you need to do in order to meet your targets. Precisely. So that, that's also helpful. Uh, another thing is average number of days, what we call the sales cycle. How long does it take you to close deals? Because it's important. The quicker you are, the faster you are able to close deal, the more you can have within a quarter, a year. Okay, so that's another thing. And these are not, I mean, these are just samples. There's another one which is win-lose win analysis, win-loss analysis. And this is very important in, in the sense that it gives you an idea of why did we lose this deal? Why didn't we get all? But you see, sales, we sell based on rational basis Mm -hmm. and emotional. But a lot of sales organizations take defeat emotionally. So at times we do not take a step back (laughs) to do that analysis. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's also another important. Some industries will do uh, attrition rate, Mm -hmm. the churn rate. In fact, I know in the the insurance uh, business, some especially life, that's also very important. And to extent in telco, it's very important. You want to know the quality of customers that your your team is onboarding. Mm-hmm. So to give you an example, if I sold life insurance to somebody, right, I sold 10. At the end of uh, uh, the first two quarters, are they still customers, mm-hmm. right? How many of them remain customers? You know, at times the person may buy based on compassionate reasons, but knows that immediately they sign off they will change the account number. That's the uh, end. That's the end. So, so that that deal will not incept, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if it has got to do with, I know the f- mobile phone companies, mm-hmm. they have to activate SIM cards. So, if they sold a thousand SIM cards in three months, in six months, how many of those have changed? It will give you an indication of the quality of translated into business. Yes, and how many of them have remained. Uh, it will give you an indication of the quality of sales your people are doing. So that's another thing. Uh, one area, the new acquisition of business. How many new businesses we are adding? Mm-hmm. You know, it also gives you an indication of efficiency. Uh, you may also then look at your sales revenue. So these are what people measure majority. And in my conversation with some organizations, they'll tell you that, well, the most important thing for us is how much did we sell at the end of the month? 
But you see, as you spoke, I mean, and it's not time to get interactive yes. here, but like I said, today's show is slightly different. Yes. I can't help thinking that one of the parameters that any sales manager should measure Apart from how much sales was brought in and how many customers did we onboard, yes. you should look at how many customers you've retained because exactly. you, because your business is not a one month business. Exactly, it's not. It's going to be repeated. Yes, and so you should see how how many of those new ones have you retained? Exactly. How many have done new business? Exactly. How many are asking for additional services? Exactly. I think all those parameters are equally important as the original parameter of onboarding. Exactly. Uh, Very important. I mean, if you understand the concept of lifetime value of a customer, Mm -hmm. then you must know that the first transaction is basically a loss to the company. The only Mm -hmm. way you become profitable is to track how long they've been with you and uh, grow the business. That's where you become profitable. You know a question I'd like you to answer when we get interactive? Yes. How do you work a customer to achieve real value and not just the first one? Okay. (laughs) Let's give that in All right. Yeah. Okay. So then the, the, the second broad area of uh, KPIs is what we call the leading. Actually, uh, for what makes a difference between uh, a winning sales team uh, organization and our normal mm-hmm. is that those in winning mentality, with winning mentality, always look at leading indicators right because leading indicators are more predictive and are causal Mm -hmm. has a causal effect what do i mean by that so for instance mana does no longer doesn't (laughs) drop from heaven any longer Mm -hmm. it happened and it's it's finished it's finished yeah Yeah, i mean it's finished so if a salesperson is supposed to write a certain number of proposals a month and it's not achieving that based on the fact that historically we say we have a, a closely ratio of one is to ten. Mm-hmm. So if the guy has to do ten deals, how many do we have to proposals do we have to send out there? Mm-hmm. That's almost about hundred proposals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you are tracking the number of proposals that are going out there and it's not to up to hundred, then from this point of view, you should get the impression that we might not hit our targets. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about leading indicators. It is more of eff- uh, effectiveness-based, activity-based. What are those behaviors that a salesperson has to perform in order for us to achieve our goals? So, mm-hmm. if your 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 business, the, the decision making is based on, for instance demonstration mm-hmm. or test drive if you are not doing enough test drives right you are not likely to close as much as you should have closed so organizations must look at what are those activity based metrics that they can measure and it's very important so i have told you about uh, how do you call it uh, proposals examples include qualified leads. How many qualified leads are you getting into the pipeline? Because garbage in, garbage out, right? There are some leads that are in the pipeline which are not qualified. These people don't have a, a willingness to pay for it. You haven't spoken to the decision maker. They, they, they don't have the need, right? They don't, they haven't even given you a time frame within which to buy. So if you put in Prospects who are not qualified. In other words, they, they they meet all the criteria to buy. Then 
you are going to have a situation where you cannot predict your your your, your sales in a quarter. So so that explains why at times you find out that when people are asked what's the target for, what's mm-hmm. our forecast, it's, it's based on historical point of view. It's not based on the predictive point of view. Mm-hmm. In other words, okay, we haven't met our targets because people are not doing enough uh, qualified mm-hmm. prospects. People are not writing enough proposals. Or even we haven't optimized our channels of lead generation mm-hmm. because not all sources of lead generations are created equal. Yeah. Some are more effective for your business than others. others. So those are things that you need to look at, for instance. So those are some of the things. What's the quality of the conversations you are having? Mm-hmm. How many phone calls are you making? How many people, how many uh, outlets are you visiting on a regular basis? Because if you do not visit those outlets, how are you going to give yourself the chance to close the sale? Mm-hmm. You know, so these are things. And I find out that, that it's, it's, it's challenging for a lot of sales organizations and sales leaders because they have to deal with administrative staff. Mm-hmm. They have to literally uh, be under pressure to deliver numbers. So at times, the numbers become the most important thing they track, forgetting that the activities lead to numbers. Mm-hmm. And once you are able to find out that these are the activities that will result in increased sales and for us to meet, then you need to monitor those things. Those are KPIs you should hold sales people accountable. And it differs from industry to industry. There are standard ones, but what I advise uh, companies to do is that find out from your organization which are the key drivers of behavior towards sales and then use them as leading indicators. Right. So these are just the. I've just given you the overview. Now we can open the phone lines and take questions, right? As well as uh, from today and previous, uh, from the beginning of the conversation. Yes. Right. If you just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your superstation Joy ninety nine point seven. We're having a conversation on how to build a winning sales organization with Mauli Oklu. He's been sharing some wonderful thoughts with us right from four weeks ago. Today we'll be getting interactive quite early. Make sure you put down your all your questions, your comments, your concerns, so that once we open the phone lines, <coughs> we can share thoughts and all become better for it. So we'll be opening the phone lines right after this. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The masterclass is in session, and you can interact with us via Facebook at Joy Business or at Joy 99.7 FM. And if you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM. Don't forget to hashtag masterclass. You can also send us a text on 1422 across all networks or join the WhatsApp conversation on 0244-340437. And our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention, everyone, class is in progress. 
Welcome back. This is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're opening the phone lines much early in the show today, like I promised, because we want to be able to take all your questions on sales. So are you a sales manager? Are you a salesperson in a sales team? Or are you a CEO who has a sales team? You, you want your sales team to perform better than they are doing now? It's not magic. There's a way to do it. And Mauli just made that very clear for me. I think one, I think the best statement for me, Mauli, that I'm going to take away from all of these, all of this conversation for five weeks. Yes. You just said it a few minutes ago. He says, activities lead to numbers. Yes. Track the activities yes. and you will have a handle on the numbers. Exactly. It doesn't happen by magic, by chance. No, no, Pick up that phone, give us a call. Let's have a conversation on how you can build a winning sales organization. We've been sharing thoughts for the past five weeks. Today is the last day we're having this conversation. So you do want to be a part of it. Numbers to call zero. 0302216541. That's 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on WhatsApp on 0551111997. That's 055 quadruple one. Nine nine seven. Our WhatsApp line has changed, so please take note of that. You can send us your comments on zero five five quadruple one. Nine nine seven. If you're driving, please do not text while you drive because we definitely <laughs> want you to arrive alive. But otherwise, give us a call on zero three zero two two one six five four one. Phone lines are now open. I've got the first comment on on um, WhatsApp. It says some sales managers do not consider team members who are able to retain customers and report low post purchase dissonance, mm-hmm. but only reorganize, but only reorganize target performance as a result creating problems. This is from a Japan. Um, care to comment? Uh, I, okay, so, uh, I mean, why some sales uh, managers do not want yeah. to, do not like salespeople who... Don't work to retain them, i.e. remunerate them. Retain customers. Yes. Who are able to retain customers. Okay, so... So, so discounts, so whatever. I, I think that... The, I, I understand the question. Okay. I think what he's saying is that some sales managers do not appreciate the effort of uh, sales members who who retain their existing customers, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's... If that's yes. The, yes. Okay, I, I, I can understand uh, where it's coming from, and I don't have the context completely, mm. but... What I can say is that look, it's a it's a balancing act, mm-hmm. right? Every sales manager, depending on the context in which they find themselves, would have to balance the activity of retaining customers and then the activity of prospecting for new customers. Mm-hmm. As they say, it costs more than ten times, fourteen times to get a new customer than to retain an existing customer, mm-hmm. right? So. It depends on how the sales structure is structured. And because of such occurrences, some organizations have split their sales force into two. So we have what we call the account executives. Their role is to deal with existing customers, mm-hmm. to make sure that they grow their account, to penetrate their account further, cross-sell and upsell for them. So their focus is primarily on 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 retaining customers. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other side of the sales team that's as prospecting, building new businesses. And once they are done, they hand over to these other to guys. these other guys. Because 
uh, uh, I told you when we dealt with recruitment mm-hmm. and assessment, mm-hmm. right? There are salespeople who fit different personalities. There exactly. are some who are hunters by nature, and there are some who are farmers. Mm-hmm. The farmers are those who actually have that time and grow people. The hunters, they don't have patience for grooming. So some sales organizations... Yes. So at times, it becomes difficult for salespeople to manage the two. You know, if the person is primarily uh, hunter-oriented, they will actually sit in their comfort zone and spend more time retaining customers than prospecting for. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's a challenge every organization must look at and say, and to know that you need to do an assessment of your current right. uh, salespeople and see where it is. And I'm sure you'll be able to find mm-hmm. that. And there are those who, who are both. Mm-hmm. They are farmers and hunters mm-hmm. and can do both very well. They are rare though, but... Yeah, it can be managed. Yeah. So you need to know which strengths your team has. Exactly. So exactly. we want, want to ask all the questions. So yes, please, please give us give us a call. You pick up the phone and give us a call on zero three zero two two one six five four one or send us your comment on zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. We talked about when we started. We talked about having the right team. Yes. And making sure that your team has the right DNA. Then we exactly. talked about recruiting, right? Exactly. Coaching on the job, skills, exactly. and all of that. Exactly. Then we've spoken about compensation and enablement. Exactly. Having the things in place that help your people to work. Exactly. And today we're talking about KPIs. Exactly. And and for me, my famous statement you've made today is activities linked straight to the numbers. Exactly. You are listening to us. You have a business. You want to make sure that your organization is doing better in your sales effort than you're doing now. Let's have a conversation on zero three zero two two one six five four one or send us your comment on. 055 We're having a, a conversation here in the studio with Mauli Oklu, sales expert um, and also founder and CEO of Salesmark Limited. Yeah. Mauli, let yeah. me ask this question before my phone lines. Okay, I've got one on social media. This one says, it's from Ifia. It says, how do I reach out to customers? My product is groundnut paste. This is Ifia. Ifia didn't say where she was. Um, so we're sending her a message from. But let's see if we can help her. Well, I mean, when it comes to granite paste, right, how does it reach customers? First of all, you know, the the first day we talked about knowing your channels. Precisely. Right, who you are selling to. So if you had the question is, are you selling directly to individuals door to door? Or you are selling through stores or you have your own shop? Mm-hmm. That's one of the ways you can, because... The mistake a lot of people do is to start advertising when they don't have the product in the outlets. Mm -hmm. It's like fetching water in a basket. Mm -hmm. Right? So, first of all, you need to identify who are you trying to reach. Are you trying, the granite paste, are you trying to reach individuals at Mm -hmm. home who want to use the granite paste Mm -hmm. as spread Mm -hmm. or for uh, preparing... Or food food restaurants who are going to use it for soups. Or you are targeting food restaurants. Once you have clearly identified that, then you need to do some, uh, map them up and then visit those outlets and and show them your product Mm -hmm. and let them sample the product. Because Mm -hmm. when it comes to food, one of the biggest drivers is Mm -hmm. let people sample that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to use, uh, you want to sell directly to individuals, then you can use the low cost form of advertising, Mm -hmm. uh, social media to engage people. 
you need uh, Instagram uh, is big on that exactly, and then and then sell directly yeah. to to those people. But once you want to go formal into shops, etc., mm. then you you must understand that mm. look one. Nobody wants to lock up their capital. So mm-hmm. you need to show them that this product will add yeah. value to their store yeah. and it will move fast. Right. I mean, you know, just to add a, a, something to the, the point yes. you just made. If you are of, of the over 30 million people in Ghana today, yes. research shows, and this was just a show I had about three weeks ago, yes. over 15 million Ghanaians are active online. Yes. In this year of COVID. Mm-hmm. Trade online from Ghana alone is in excess of $100 million. Yes, I When people are looking for products, one of the first places the 15 million people go, yes. and the 15 million is not necessarily 15 million people. It could yes. be X number of people who have more than one device. Yeah. They go online. And sometimes people are so lazy, they'll type, where do I find gas repairer near me? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. So number one, make yourself available. So yes. when they're looking for you, they'll find you. Number two, like you said, make sure that your product is also available. Exactly. in an outlet or wherever exactly. it is. So that people can find you. Yes. Because, I mean, I do some kind of consumer research as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and you'll find out that one of the the things organization, a shop or an individual will tell you is that if you cannot fulfill the demand, then don't advertise. Mm-hmm. Because then it becomes a, a problem at the end of the day. So the first question I ask, do you have enough stock? Have you checked out your supply chain? So that once people begin to get used to it, mm-hmm. then suddenly... The product is not available. Okay, if you has actually sent us pictures of her product, okay, if you okay, wonderful, if we can have a conversation. Yes, after, after yes, this I'm sure we'll put the number yeah. out. Yeah. Okay, I've got a just to mention again that you can also send us your questions on Twitter at Joy nine nine seven FM or also on Facebook at Joy ninety nine point seven FM. You can also send us your comments on zero five five one 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 one. Nine nine seven, or pick up the phone and give us a call on zero three zero two two one six five four one. So there was a question I I asked earlier that we keep. I didn't write it down, yeah. but I think I have another one here. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say therefore that um, you know there's this famous thing we say about the fact that we measure result and not effort? Yeah, you hear it a lot. Yeah, but that. from what you said today, am I right to say that in a sales process we would measure both? effort and result. You you have to measure both uh, effort and results. Mm -hmm. Because then how do you replicate success in the organization? Mm -hmm. So you may have a a team of salespeople. And I've had this situation before where uh, the the team of salespeople I was working with, there was one particular superstar who exceeded everybody's target. I mean, combined, you know, now, so the attempt was to replicate his behavior. Please hold on yeah. with that thought for All me right. one second. We'll come to that. I'm going to Danfa to speak to Ejapong. Oh, I've lost Ejapong there. Ejapong, we definitely want to hear um, what you have to say, so please give us a call again. We'd like to hear what you have to say. Let's yeah. continue. Yes, yeah. so to find out what that individual, what he does. Mm-hmm. And it was clear. He was doing certain things. That he was embarking on certain activities every day. Every day he would read, uh, it was in the financial services industry, so he would read about the current uh, news on the financial industry, mm-hmm. uh, movements on the stock exchange, investment issues. And he used that as a tool, you understand? And he always made sure that he visited certain clients who were financially savvy before he visited those who were not financially savvy. So he picks up 
information outlook from those who are financially severe. He goes to a, a client who is not financially severe and says, you know what, this is what I gathered. This is what's, uh, how the dollar is going to. Mm-hmm. And adding value to that relationship. What happened to the other colleagues? They never, it was something that was sent every morning to them. Mm-hmm. They never read that material, the, the outlook of the financial, which mm-hmm. was sent on a daily basis. They never read that thing. So how are you going to add value to a conversation? Flying blind, literally. Exactly. And then he did his pre-calls plan very well. So he would target three people and do an effective pre-call plan before going. Others were not doing the same thing. So how do you expect that to happen? So uh, in sales, Effort is important. Anybody who tells you effort is not important will wake <laughs> up and see that there's there's no uh, sales. And even mm-hmm. if they found a sales, they will not know how that was achieved. Precisely. Yeah. I've got another question on social media. Okay, you didn't add your name. This one says, hello, Joy FM. Please, how do I get an audio of the last four sessions of this masterclass? Okay, so just go to our Facebook page, Joy 99.7 FM, and all of the recordings... Um, are there in video and you can actually watch them and play them over again just for yourself um, numbers to call again 0302216541 pick up that phone give us a call or send us your comments on 055 quadruple 1997 let's talk about remuneration quite a bit yes. last week somebody asked a question about yes. which was the best um, model whether it was just um, a salary a base salary or just a commission or base plus commission. And I think you, you, you had some very, very good thoughts to share about that. If you can just quickly okay, so, just recap so that for... you're talking about salary. Or remuneration, I mean, generally. Well, some organizations pay salary, uh, straight <laughs> uh, salary, and at the end of the year or quarter, they, they, they do a bonus, mm-hmm. you know, and the bonus is, is actually linked to certain behavior change, certain KPIs. Mm-hmm. You understand? So some organizations do that. Some organizations that do not have that kind of muscle, you know, they have to sell before they make money. So that is 100% commission, right? But the problem with the 100% commission is how it is executed and implemented, mm-hmm. right? So there are some organizations, until you get that 100%, your commission doesn't kick in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's quite demotivating. The other thing is that I prefer if it's hundred percent that commissions should kick in after a certain percentage, mm-hmm. let's say sixty percent. You know, because sales is not an event; it's a process. People mm-hmm. will learn and master it over a number of months. So, even if to ramp up a sales team to reach the target you expect them to reach, right? Give them not like the average is about six months, most tops seven uh, nine months. Mm-hmm. So, if you are not patient with them, how are they going to learn to, to grow? Then there's the base and commission, mm-hmm. right? So, here they will be given a, a basic, right? And then say, Well, upon achievement of your target, right? That one it may not kick him from a certain percentage, right? Uh, you get extra, extra. Uh, how do you call it? In terms of commission, mm-hmm. and uh, its application also depends on your product. You know, some industries they cannot do anything apart from commission. That's mm-hmm. that's all they can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you bring the business in, and then based on that, I've yeah. got a comment on social media. This one is from Sergio. Yeah, is it in 
Madina. Yeah. It says, I have a salad shop located at 37 Hospital. Yes. And my target group is those who come to the hospital and want healthy vegetable salads yes. to eat at a very affordable price, mm-hmm. starting from 7 Ghana cities to 25 Ghana cities. Am I on the right path? This is Sergio from Madina. Is it, and he's actually sent samples of <laughs> is, it, is he talking about a salad. the pricing? Well, I suppose it's the entire effort. Number one, is, is his approach to target segmentation the right thing? Number two, um, is his pricing mechanism also good? Well, I cannot speak to the pricing because mm. I, I suppose that I don't know his food cost, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but of course, he has to test his pricing. And that's one important thing. Mm-hmm. Test whether it's affordable, but of course, uh, um, if it's for health purposes, the veggies etc. are expensive, mm-hmm. so he should test from where he is uh, to see whether it's a price that people can afford mm-hmm. to to buy. And then, is he going for volume or he's going for value? Because that is also d- depend on what he can he can uh, uh, the strategy he would want to. I would assume value because he says he yes. wants people to eat healthy. Yes, I mean so. Uh, he's on the right track. You should just give a call. Right. Maybe we'll be able to help. Okay. So, um, Sergio, you're on the right track. But if you want to have a further conversation, give us a call, 0302-216541. This one says, a marketing team from Hacho. Okay. What are some of the marketing strategies we can adopt to sell an extinguisher, which is worth five times what is already on the market? Even though it has amazing qualities, the price seems to turn people off. <laughs> That's very interesting. I mean, I've sold fire extinguishers before. Okay. Yeah. It's called Ansel Fire Systems. And okay. it was very expensive. Mm. Right. And of course, in the fire extinguisher business, there's a lot of competition. But the question is what's your key differentiator? And how do you demonstrate that differentiator? Mm-hmm. to whoever you are selling to. That's very important. I mean, in my case, uh, we had a situation where I was selling a, a fire extinguisher solution, which was made of vapor instead of the CO2, <coughs> right? right. And, and one of the targets was to sell to uh, several rooms mm-hmm. of banks. So I walked in there and I asked, have you ever considered the, the cost of Dousing your fire with vapor, no CO two. Mm-hmm. That will go into your service. You break the machines completely. Exactly. Okay. So, what if I told you that there's a solution that does not give you that, mm-hmm. and then your business continuity? That's how we sold. It was it was so simple, but it made sense. <laughs> yeah. But you need you need to be able to appeal to who the key decision maker is, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it that it's alleviating them from a perceived uh, mm-hmm. risk mm-hmm. or is giving them more money? You understand? Right. So he has to take the product and ask, what will it do? What is the value? Is oh, the most important right. thing? And it's an exercise in itself mm. that they need to do. Mm. Yeah. Okay, someone is asking, what's the number again? Okay, so numbers to call 0302 Five four one. That's zero three zero two two one six five four one. If you want to send us a comment, also you can do that on zero five five quadruple one nine nine seven. That's zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. Mandy, let's talk about 
the CRM. Yes. It's it's a very passionate thing for me. Yes. You know, and yeah. for me, I mean, it just connects straight to the point you made about yeah. activities lead to numbers. Yes. Track the activity and you have a handle of the numbers. Exactly. Let's just share a few thoughts while we're waiting for the calls to come through okay. on why a sales team, if they want to be effective, must have a kind of CRM. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's important. And if I talk about the CRM, at times people have this impression that it has to be some uh, massive, expensive... A BI, business intelligence. Yeah, but I mean, people can use Excel for that. Now, why it's important is that it helps you track the milestone of the salesperson's activity Mm -hmm. with respect to a particular prospect or existing customer. Mm. So, this is one of the things I see. If you have a mapped out steps for your, I say, your sales process, and the first step is meeting the key decision maker, right? Once you have met the, that key decision maker, mm. it doesn't give you an automatic 100% sales. Please hold that thought. Yeah, Let's right. go to Tishi and speak with William. Okay. Good afternoon, William. You're welcome to Masterclass. Yeah, good afternoon. Talk to me, William. Yeah, um, my, mine is a question. I, I would like to ask, is marketing an inherent quality? Is it something that people are born to, to be good marketers? Or is it a skill that you learn? That's, that's my question. Okay. Mauli, I'm um, sorry, William, are you asking about sales or are you asking about marketing? Yeah, sales, sales. Yeah, sales. sales. Okay, thank Selling, you very much. Like, I mean, All right. Please keep listening. We'll try and answer that question. So he wants to know. Okay, so so yes, is one born to do it, or one can be taught to do it? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> this question is a it's a serious question. No? Yeah, I mean yes and no. Um, people can learn. It's mm-hmm. a process. It's a science. So people can learn how to sell, right? However, there are some innate qualities that can help you decide which of the spectrum of the sales function you want to be. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, if you are more analytical, if you are more as it were uh, conservative in your approach, you might be a farmer. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. You want to groom people. So, you can learn how to sell. Uh, a lot of people do not know. Mm-hmm. And I have some of the greatest people. And mind you, some of my greatest sales people I've worked with were not in marketing classes. They came from engineering, sciences, and mm-hmm. other uh, backgrounds. But they, they just, once you teach, and it's a process, it becomes easier. Of course, those with the DNA, mm-hmm. right? The DNA that we, we, we discussed. Those who are born with it. Those, it's, it's latent. Latent, yes. So you, it has to be honed. But mm-hmm. what assessment does it have? It gives you mm-hmm. an indication of that. You have to hone that skill mm-hmm. and then you need to grow. Mm-hmm. But you may have the, uh, the inborn mm-hmm. qualities. But if you don't have a growth mindset, you'll be there. Then your sales will not grow. I know people who have what it looks like, appears like the natural, but they don't have the growth mindset. They think they have it all. So they don't learn. Mm. They are not studying new techniques. They are not studying to, to be able to improve on their So sales. gradually they're losing relevance. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay, this one, you didn't add your name. It says, uh, right, you didn't add your name. It says, I sell a range of finishing inputs in a construction industry in Ghana, but the main challenge I have is customers almost always 
choose low-cost products and hence give less attention to brand and to quality. How do I deal with this challenge? And uh, I'd love to give you an so, analogy. So, co- construction industry. Yes. Uh, what's the example? Okay, I'll give you a typical example mm-hmm. of construction industry. Okay, he's talking about finishing products. I mean, finishing like, product. like your curtains, like your tiles, like your, you know, your paints, your. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and I, I walked in some time ago. I walked into a hardware shop, mm-hmm. and I saw some people. They call themselves uh, sales boys and girls. You know, so what do you it's, a, it's a name that you won't forget. Yes, I mean, what I'm saying is that I walked in once with a, a plumber, and the plumber just looked around and said, Let's go somewhere else. But I insisted and asked questions because you see, quality always comes with some advantages, and if you are not able to articulate that advantage, you cannot sell. That's, right. that's the I just <laughs> just looked at the time and I realized yes. we're running out. Let's try and respond to this. Um, okay. Hi, Joe FM. Good so afternoon. You can talk to us later. On. Yes, your this is your guy, David Grips from Dodoa. I'm learning. I work at Grips Signage, an advertising company. I'm the CEO of the company and a creative designer. I want to have lunch with him. I'm sure he's referring to you because I need ideas. Maoli, how do people get in touch? Your number. 0244. If you can just say it slowly and loudly for me. 0244 <laughs> Okay, let's take this last one. This is Ken from Legon. Yes. What role does gender play in sales with all things being equal? And gender is to decide sales. Okay, what role does gender play in sales? It doesn't play any role. Okay, it doesn't play any role. It doesn't, it doesn't pre- play any role. Regrettably, mm-hmm. in this part of our country, and I've encountered a lot of business owners yeah. who say, I want women. It doesn't play any role. Right. right. Mauli, I've got one minute to go. Okay. What should we remember from this five weeks? Okay. So, what we should remember from this five weeks is that sales is a process. Mm-hmm. To build a, a winning sales organization, first of all, you need to have, you need to have a foundation. Mm-hmm. And the foundation includes your sales strategy. You understand uh, your go-to-market strategy, right? And your sales process. Mm. It's important. Without that foundation, anything else you build will not succeed. That we need to recruit right the right people, right to fit into. Let's not. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Just gut feeling. Mm-hmm. We need to provide the resources for them, enable them, the technology uh, and the other resources to improve. Right. We need to give them the right compensation that is fair and that also holds them accountable. Mm-hmm. And then we need to measure KPIs aggressively, most importantly, the leading KPIs, which is more predictive mm-hmm. and then has can demonstrate that okay, we can look. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.